This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Good morning, 7.44 in the morning. I'm Chris Strong, joined by Shavitz Abdullah and Joyce Ko. We're coming back to home shores, having discussed America. Now, the Malaysia-Singapore talks on water have begun, according to our foreign minister, Datuk Saifuddin Abdullah. But the Singaporean government says it's been overshadowed by issues of territorial waters and, dis- and airspace. Yeah, so this call for these talks uh, comes at the back of the Singaporean Prime Minister Lee, H- Lee Sien Long and Malaysian Prime Minister Tun Dr. Mahathir Mohamad agreeing to discuss the right to review the price water under the 1960s water agreement. Now, background of the 1962 water agreement gives Singapore's the right, Singapore the right to source 250 million gallons a day uh, of raw water from Sungai Johor. Now, Singapore pays only three cents for 1,000 gallon of raw water and sells back treated water to Johor at 50 cents per 1,000 gallon. So, jo- uh, so Johor is uh, using treated water of up to two percent or two percent of uh, five of the water supplied of the uh, you know the city state and this agreement is set to expire only in 2061. Well, on top of the water talks, Malaysia and Singapore, I mean, we've been at loggerheads with some issues. I mean, ranging from the Johor's uh, new port limits, as well as the Selatas uh, Airport's proposed instrument landing system that affected the airspace over southern Johor. A couple of issues there. So, I mean, coming back to the port limits, I think on January 9th, Johor MB Dato Osman Sapian visited Malaysian Marine Department vessels and uh, that was anchored within Johor Bahru's new port limits, but Singapore had disputed the limits uh, claim and has since expanded its own port limits to overlap that of Johor Bahru. So, a lot of issues uh, from water disputes to port disputes and territorial mm. discussions. Weighing on this is Malaysian Singapore relations expert, Dr. Mustafa Izudin from the ICS Yusuf Ishak Institute. Thank you for joining us this morning, Dr. Mustafa. Now, the fact that both our countries have started water discussions is a welcome move, considering that talks were hard to kick start in the first place. Are you hoping for a positive outcome this time around? I mean, it is early days right now, uh, but there is the willingness to discuss the issue. Uh, But I think it's important to create a positive uh, atmosphere for discussions like that to happen. So if the the atmosphere is positive, then, of course, then there is going to be further discussions on what we do with uh, the water agreements that that currently exist. So the Singaporean government is saying that the maritime and airspace disputes are overshadowing these current water talks. The dynamics of ongoing disputes will surely affect their outcome. How do you think both governments should progress moving forward? Well, I think they should proceed uh, tactfully, uh, use diplomacy, uh, and I think and through direct uh, face-to-face negotiations. So I think, yes, the, right, the review of the water agreement, the price of, the, of water being sold to Singapore, I mean, this is something that uh, uh, Dr. Mahathir in particular is very keen to to review. Uh, but I think it also depends very much on the other issues that have cropped up. So I think in the end, it depends on uh, everything uh, and how uh, both sides would uh, would uh, try and resolve those issues. Uh, and I think the the, bet- the, the more that uh, bilateral negotiations take place, the better it will be for Malaysia-Singapore relations. Well, it appears as if the Malaysian-Singapore relationship seemed to be most intense when uh, Tu Mahathir is around. Do you think it's the Mahathir factor that influences, that influences how these talks are discussed and resolved? Well, he's certainly a very prominent figure, so his influence is certainly um, quite clear for us to see. But I think it's also a mistake to just, uh, uh, just you know, um, attribute this to Mahathir himself. I mean, there are probably other factors. In effect, uh, 
for example, there's a new government in Malaysia and, you know, there are others in the government as well who have different views on Malaysia-Singapore relations as well. So I think uh, you've, got to th- you've got to look at it in, in totality, but certainly the Mahathir factor, uh, because he is very prominent uh, and, uh, you know, he's, uh, and he has uh, for a long time wanted the uh, water, the, the price of water being sold to Singapore to be reviewed. So it is not entirely unexpected that uh, we are hearing this and there is this, uh, but you know, he has asked his foreign minister to uh, talk to our, uh, our, his counterpart in Singapore to try and see what can be done uh, with the water agreement. Yeah, uh, Dr. Mustafa, how do you read the talks between the two parties, especially since Tun Mahathir is really of uh, Lee Sien Lung's uh, father's generation? And how do you see the interplay between these two personalities? And I think more importantly for the corporate sector, the implications of these talks mm. on the wider high-speed rail discussions or renegotiations? And I think, uh, yes, he's from a, uh, Dr. Mahathir is from a, a different generation. So I think that's why he has asked uh, his foreign minister to take the lead on these talks and, of course, to also involve the other parties to see the legalities of it, the technicalities of it, uh, and also the uh, the politics side of it as well. So, And also, uh, it's important for these negotiations to take place tactfully uh, and also to ensure that it does not affect Malaysia-Singapore relations to the extent that, uh, you know, the economics, the trade, the business side is affected. So I think... Uh, as much as this is very much political uh, in the way the uh, decisions or at least uh, the movements that are made towards this, uh, you know, for example, the water agreement and all the other, the port limits, and even prior to that, the HSR and all of that, I think the bottom line here is that, uh, uh, you know, you have to proceed tactfully through diplomacy, direct negotiations, and I think as, uh, as, as far as possible to ensure there is stability and certainty in the relationship. Uh, I think the more there is unpredictability, the more there is uncertainty, the more that does not bode well for the private sector, for the corporate or economics uh, side of things. All right, Doc, thanks so much for your time. That was Dr. Mustafa Izudin from the Institute of Southeast Asian Studies, ICAS. Yusuf Ishak Institute on how the Malaysia-Singapore water talks could pan out. Lots of factoids there. Quite unfortunate that uh, both our countries at one point in time uh, as one in the Malayan mm. Union. Now, not two, not one, but two. And I think really there's a different speeds at which the two countries have developed over the last 60 years, which have caused this amount of frisson between the two parties. Yeah, So, but at the same time, this is one issue that I think is very difficult to move forward with especially fact is that everything is bounded by contract right, right. no matter mm. what it's not it's no longer a logical argument whether or not you're paying cheap or expensive or does it make sense but le- like it or not it's all penned out and signed yeah, of course, uh, contract sanctity, right? Then what really grates is the fact that you, we sell water to them at 3 cent per litre. We buy it back at 50 cent per litre and that concession lasts for another 42 years and that's a long time. It's okay, we're going to have to wrap at that point in time and come back with the Malaysian KLCI market news as well as uh, foreign market news. So, so stay, t- stay tuned, BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.